pala si Pastor Renz, no? Matagal na ako hindi nakapag-preach dito sa 11am service and it's good to be back. You know guys, madalas kapag nag-opening ako, nag-introduce, ang laging nung tanong, kamusta naman kayo? Pero para maiba naman this morning, kamusta naman ako? Thank you for asking. Pero, um, if you're gonna ask me kamusta ako, okay lang. Hindi. Kasi, Uh, nung July 11, nag-anniversary kami ni Pastor Nathan. Hindi kaming dalawa, pero I mean, nag-one-year anniversary na kami sa ministry. Praise God for that. Praise God. Akalain niyo yun, no? Kay bilis ng one year. 365 days and 8,760 uh, hours. Ano ang nangyari? Well, others would say, ganito pa din. Pero, isa sa mga naging highlight ko sa aking buhay nung uh, itong nakaraang taon no, sa pag-ministry at sa personal life ay yung napa-oo ko si Joy. At ilang tulog na nga lang, ilang buwan na lang, talina ako. I mean, kasal na po kami. Pero kasama na rin dyan yung mga fellowships, events na meron kami sa staff na ako ang nakatoko, ako ang naglilid. Gayun din yung mga airtime ko nga dito sa English at Taglish preaching. Marami pang ibang ganap sa aking buhay at sa ministry ko. Pero bakit ganun? Kapag gumikilos si Lord sa mga bongga o mga extraordinary ways at means, alam natin na agad siya yun. Siya yung kumikilos. Alalahanin yung story sa Bible. Yung ten plagues o yung pag-cross nila sa Red Sea. Automatic masasabi natin, ah... Si Lord yung kumilos doon. Siya yung nagpart ng Red Sea. Isipin ninyo sa mga buhay ninyo, yung mga malaking pagkilos at paggalaw ni Lord na hindi naman natin madedenay na si Lord talaga yun, no? Dahil siya talaga. Maring mabibilang natin ito sa loob ng ating buhay. Pero, kapag sa mga ordinaryong bagay o sa simpleng galawan, hirap tayong makonvince na Si Lord yung kumikilos. Relate ba kayo sa mga ganito? Ah, wala. Tsamba lang yan. Nagkataon lang yan. Yung ten plagues, yes, si God yun. Pero yung nalas- nalasing si King Cersei sa chapter 1, ay nako, yung alak ang may kasalanan doon. We don't say, wow, nung nalasing si King Cersei, wow, that's God at work. No. But when God works in extraordinary ways, we know. But when God works in ordinary and simple ways, we think He's not there. But He is. Nandun siya. His silence is not absence. His hiddenness is not abandonment. Isa nga itong challenge sa atin sa mga believers. No, ngayon tapos na tayo sa libro ng Esther. Napapalalim at napapalawak ba ang pag-notice o pagpansin ninyo sa pagkilos ni Lord sa mga buhay ninyo? Are you growing to notice how God's invisible hands move in your lives? How He is speaking, challenging, changing you in this season? Ano ang mga naging invitation sa inyo ni Lord at na ating Panginoon sa mga nagdaang studies natin? I hope that you are growing to notice these patterns, these movements. Kasi nga, di ba, in the book of Esther, it does not only challenge us to trust God who is at 
who is at work, always moving, but all the more calls us, tinatawag at iniimbitahan tayo na immerse ang ating sarili sa pagtrace ng kanyang pagkilos, sa pagtrace ng sovereignty ni God. Ito yung kanyang pagiging in control sa lahat ng bagay. And His faithfulness that permeates yung bumabaha, siksik at liglig na kanyang grasya sa ating buhay. In every aspect of our lives, even amidst, even sa gitna ng mga tahimik, insignificant events na nangyayari sa ating mga routine. Kinatawagan ng ating pansin ng limbrong ito ng Esther na maging alerto tayo sa pagkilos at paggalaw ng ating Diyos. Esther calls us to heighten our radars for God's invisible, yet powerful, in control, all wise, and all good hands. So dito na papasok ang aking tanong. So kamusta kayo? Kamusta kayo sa pagtrace? Kamusta kayo sa pag-alala ng mga pagkilos ni Lord sa inyong buhay? Naway lumawak at lumalim ang pagtingin ninyo sa mga the moves ni Lord dahil hindi lang sa extraordinary extraordinary ways kumikilos si God. If you pay close attention, God's fingerprints are all around the ordinary, simple routines and moments in our lives. So the next time magtatanong kayo, nasaan kaya si Lord? Paano kaya siya kumikilos? Pagmasdan din natin yung mga subtle o yung mga ordinaryong ganap sa buhay natin. To pay close attention. To notice. Well, kung ganito nga ang mapupulot at invitation sa atin ng Esther sa ating buhay, yung makita at masundan at mapaniwala tayo na si Lord ay tunay na in-control at tunay na kumikilos sa ating buhay, kesa sa malalaking pangyayari o sa mga maliliit, ordinary moments sa ating buhay, paano naman natin ito isa sa buhay? Ano ang tamang reaksyon? Ano ang tamang paraan ng pamumuhay? How do we live from all of this? Kung ilalagay nga natin sa ibang angle, no? follow with me guys. Alala ninyo yung setting o yung panahon ng Esther na bubuhay sila sa mundo na hindi kumikilala sa Diyos. Iba-iba din ang kultura at level, standard ng um, success. Iba ang mundong ginagalawan ni Maring Esther at ni Paring Mordecai. Iba ang level ng success, pati na rin doon sa mga values ng mga tao no, noong mga panahon na yun. Sounds familiar? Di ba ganito na din ang panahon natin ngayon? Sabi nga ng mga experts, we live in an age of technology, automation, lato-lato, and other advancements na meron sa ating mga buhay. Kesa sa medical, education, aeronautics, at sa iba pa. But the more we advance and the scientific we progress, the more godless the age it becomes. Mas mabilis ng kalimutan at hindi paniwalaan si Lord sa mga panahong ito. Do you agree? Now, having that context in our minds, how do we believers, Christian disciples, paano natin isasabuhay ang katotohanan na si Lord ay kumikilos? Na patuloy na gumagalaw sa ating mga buhay, hindi man natin nakikita. How do we follow God in a time and age na mas mabilis na lang mabuhay, na walang pakialam sa iba, na mas mabilis mag-business kung maglalagay ka? How do we follow God in a morally, 
spiritually, culturally ambiguous society where truth is relative. Magagamit at may gamit pa ba tayo kay Lord at sa ating Diyos? Yan ang ating aalamin sa umagang ito. The quick answer is yes. Pero bago tayo mag-real talk, dasal muna tayo ulit. Pray with me. Father, um, I commit myself to you, Lord. Grant me your strength. Speak to your people. Allow us to become a visible disciple. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our title for this morning is Invisible God, Visible Disciples. Visible Disciples dahil matapos natin pag-aralan ang Invisible God, Invisible Hands through the book of Esther, matapos natin basahin ang libro na walang mention ng God or, re- or reference sa religion o sa mga other Christian um, habits, listen to this. After all our study with the book of Esther, ang natural outcome at epekto ng pagsunod at pagkapit natin sa Diyos na patuloy na kumikilos ay yung paglahok o yung pagparticipate sa galawan ni Lord dito sa lupa, kagaya ng nasa langit. The book of Esther causes us to reevaluate how should we serve and be visible today. We, the people of God, are called to carry out God's purposes in this world. Jesus makes His invisible presence visible through His people who represent Him in one another's life. Let me say that again. Jesus makes His invisible presence visible through His people. Ikaw at ako ang natatanging instrument na ginagamit ni God upang ipakita, upang iparamdam ang kanyang presensya at karian dito sa ating mundo. This is the ultimate challenge of Esther to us. Nako, Pastor, hindi ako pwede. Hindi ako qualified. Ang dami kong sablay sa aking buhay. Ang dami kong palpak. Ang dami kong compromises. Sobra ko ding weak sa mga sharing-sharings na ganyan. Hindi ako equipped. Wag ako, Lord. Ganyan ba mga linyahan niyo? O baka ikaw si Mr. or Miss next time na lang. Next time na lang ako magsaserve kapag libre na ako, kapag available na ako, kapag may oras na ako, edi ikaw na in demand. Pero no. My dear brothers and sisters, hindi ganito ang mungkahi o yung pinapakitang example ni Queen Esther sa buong storya ng Esther. Dahil, Oo, kaya tayong gamitin ng Diyos sa kabila ng ating mga pagkakamali. Oo, kaya tayong gamitin ng Diyos. Kayang gamitin ng Diyos ang ating mga taglay na kakayahan. At oo, now na ang pagkilos. Isa-isahin po natin. Una, oo, kaya tayong gamitin ng Diyos sa kabila ng ating mga pagkakamali o mga sablay. Di ba kayo nawindang o nasyuk sa mga compromises ni Esther at ni Mordecai? Lantaran o very obvious yung mga compromises nila sa ating mga readers, yung mga under the table na galawan. Sabi sa, verse, sabi sa chapter 2 verse 10, sinikreto ni Esther ang pagiging Jew niya kasi yun yung bilin ni Mordecai. Inutusan pa talaga ni Mordecai na itago ni Esther ang kanyang pagkakilanlan, no? Hindi sila naging tapat, hindi sila naging honest sa naging identity nila. They were complacent. 
She kept quiet sa totoong nationality niya at nag-TNT siya sa loob ng palasyo. Maalala din natin na Esther ignored the Jewish dietary laws and restrictions at mas binili niyang makinig kay Hegai sa mga regimen at special diet para maging perfect siya sa harapan ng hari. So in short, para siya maging Barbie doll. At hindi pa nga dyan nagtatapos ang listahan ng mga compromises nila sa buhay. Nakipagsiping o nagkaroon siya ng sexual relations with the man she's not married to. Grabe. At ito pa nga matindi. Later on, she was asked, forced to marry an unbeliever. OMG. Kayo mga kapatid, ano ang mga naging compromises ninyo sa buhay ninyo? Sa mga, business, sa mga business ninyo, sa anong bagay ninyo pinayagan ang yung sarili na mandaya o sumorkat na lang para tapos na, para mabilis na. It's done. Done deal. Yung mga kotong, abot-abot, lagay-lagay. O baka naman kayo katulad nyo ako. Pag lumipad sa abroad, yung mga, bawal na ku- mga gamit na bawal kuwanin sa aeroplano, ay yun ang pinagkukuha. Yung blanket, yung pillow, Nako, ganyan ang mga galawan ko dati. Take note, dati po ah. Did you cut corners in your job? Have you made improper use of your company's assets? What have been or what are your ethical shortcomings in your life today? My dear friends, Esther is a model for each one of us who have fallen short of the glory of God, whether by choice or by necessity. True na sablay si Esther sa maraming bagay, pero God stays with her. Sinundan at ginabayan siya ni God patungo sa pagbabago. And at the end, makikita natin na naging matapang siya at tumayo siya sa tamang lugar. Here, here's the reason why it is important. No matter how many mistakes ang nagawa mo sa inyong buhay, God can redeem your life and you. Kaya kang baguhin ni God mula sa mga kapalpakan at kabalbalan na ginagawa natin sa buhay natin. At mula dito, kaya tayong gamitin ng Diyos para sa Kanyang mga purposes at plano. When you think God cannot use you because of all your shortcomings and mistakes and compromises in your life, you're not getting the message of the Bible. Instead, you are insisting of your own message to the Bible. Kasi ganito yung iniisip mo at sinasabi mo. Binibless at ginagamit lang ni Lord yung mga taong nabubuhay ng sobrang tuwid at tapat. Binibless. God blesses and only use those who live morally exemplary lives. No, that's not the message of the Bible. The message of the Bible is that God persistently, continuous, continuously gives grace to those people who doesn't deserve it, who don't even ask for it or don't even fully appreciate it nung makuha na nila yung grace ni God. But the truth in all of this, hindi pa rin give up si God. Hindi nagigive up ang Diyos atin at tuloy-tuloy ang pagsama, ang pagbago, ang paghubog, pag-change ng ating mga puso para sa Kanyang kaharian. Past accommodation to sinful system is no excuse for failing to respond to what God needs from you right now. 
Hindi hadlang ang mga maling paggamit ng mga talents natin sa pasa pagsisilbi o pagiging visible disciples ni Jesus sa panahon natin ngayon. Prior misuse of God-given abilities is no reason to believe we cannot employ them today for His purposes. Kaya naman, oo ang sagot natin dito. Kaya tayong gamitin ng Diyos sa kabila ng ating mga pagkakamali. Hindi na natin ito pwedeng gamitin as an excuse o mga palusot. Amen? Amen. Second, Kayang gamitin ng Diyos ang ating mga taglay na kakayahan o kung ano ang meron tayo. Esther 4 verse 14 ang sabi doon, Pag nanahimik ka sa mga panahong gaya nito, may tutulong at magliligtas pa rin galing naman sa ibang lugar. Pero mamamatay ka, pati ang pamilya ng tatay mo. Pero, malay natin, baka naman naging reyna ka para sa ganitong pagkakataon. In English, we are... Familiar with this also. And who knows? But that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Si Mordecai na mismo ang nag-point out kay Esther ng kanyang special position. Mordecai is basically saying, You're there, Esther, in the palace. Use your position. Use what you've got. You've got to act from there. Start there. Diyan ka magsimula. What do we see, my friends? We see right here, first and foremost, that God uses for His work in the world, not just the missionaries, the pastors, but people out there in the secular space. Did you catch that? God uses ordinary people, people there in the marketplace, you businessman, ginagamit ni Lord, ginagamit ng Diyos ang mga taong nasa iba't ibang larangan of fields, Kaya yung mga nasa public institutions, beyond the walls of the church, just like Esther, there she is in the royal courts in Susa, she was able to be an instrument for God. How about you? Sino dito mga businessman? Businessman, teacher, driver, kasambahay, sa mga sales and marketing, students, Mga di nagtaas ng kamay, tambay. Hindi. <laughs> Kahit ano pa man ang iyong job description at calling sa inyong buhay, you are perfectly placed there at the right time because God can use you there. From there, God uses both lay and clergy for His work. He enforces all kinds of men and women. Alam nyo, Kung titignan natin ang ending ng history in the book of Revelation, we don't see people just transferring or leaving earth and going to heaven. No. God's goal is not simply personal salvation. Ako lang ang masisave. No. What we see in Revelations is that there is a city, there is a kingdom that, come, that comes into this world and cleanses, perfects this world so that everything that is wrong, not consistent in this world, is healed, perfected, naayos. Lahat ng mali sa mundo ay natatama at hinihilom. At from that, we can see from today that there are three brokenness na meron sa ating mundo ngayon. 
our relationship with God, one brokenness. Another one is our relationship with others, kaya meron tayong racism, wars, violence, oppression. And we have brokenness with our relationship with nature, with our creation, kaya meron diseases, hunger, death. And how do we heal all of this brokenness with our relationship with God? Diyan kami pumapasok mga pastor. Manermon at ituro ang salita ng Diyos. E yung relationship with others and nature. Diyan napapasok ang iba't ibang klaseng kristyano. Diyan na kayo papasok. Whether in businesses, in your own fields, in education, no matter where you are, you take part in bringing about this healing, bringing about this shalom in this world. You can be used by God. Dahil by the end of the revelations, all of these three spheres of brokenness are healed. And this is not the, the only work for pastors and missionaries. Kasama kayong lahat. It takes businessmen, gardeners, students, bankers, drivers, all of the vocations to bring about Pa, bring about or ipalaganap ang kaharian ng Diyos dito sa lupa. Who you are, your background, skills, abilities, personalities, influences, were entrusted, pinagkatiwala sa inyo. Not by chance, but for you to employ them for you to use, to exercise for the benefit of other people, for the betterment of the community, of, of this country, of the Philippines, for the glory of God. Gets ba? Convinced ba kayo? If not, consider this. Historically, the book of Esther is set during the timeline na yung Jews ay na-exile. At yung temple nga, di ba, winasak ni King Nebuchadnezzar. Pero nung time na ni Esther, pinayagan na silang bumalik sa Jerusalem. Sila Esther na natili sa Susa. Pero what we see here, the Jews are trying to recreate their lives, rebuild their society. In this period of history, God shows the diversity of people He uses by giving us not one, not two, but three examples, three books on how he did that. How they rebuilt the city of Jerusalem. Una, the book of Esther. It's about a minister, a pastor, a teacher of the word because the Jews needed to be rooted in what God says in their community, in God's word, in God's law. Second, the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a lay person. He's an urban planner and a developer. He used his management skills to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And lastly, we see the book of Esther. Hindi nga siya parte ng congregation, hindi rin siya nag-church. Pero nasa palasyo siya. She worked for justice for, his, for her people. Male and female, inside the church and outside the church, everybody. God is using them all. This is why it is important for us believers to be everywhere. Yung kalat-kalat tayo. Hindi tayo mananatili sa isang lugar. To really go out there because we're not supposed to use 
our possessions, our gifts for ourselves only, for our families. No. But instead, use our connections, our whole being for the sake of the city, of where you are. Paglingkuran mo ang taong bayan, ang Pilipinas. Seek the welfare and shalom of the people around you. You are there for such a time like this. So, be a visible repre representation of Jesus in your own context, in your own circles, and in your own spheres. Maging sino ka man, ano pa ang iyong mga skills na in the first place, galing rin kay Lord, at kung nasaang context ka, you can bring and offer this to the Lord so that it can be used for His kingdom. Nakafollow pa? Kaya pa? Lalamunan ko hindi na. Last but not the least, kailan ba dapat mag-serve? Kailan ba dapat magsimula? The answer is now. Now is the perfect time to be a visible disciple of Christ. Hindi bukas, hindi kung kailan ka available, today. Nung humingi ng tulong si Mordecai kay Esther back in chapter 4, hindi sinabi ni Esther na, ah, wait lang, ah, busy ako eh. Nagde-discern pa ako kung kikilos ba ako o hindi. Nag-iisip ako kung papagamit ba ako. Nakakatakot pumasok sa, sa harap ng king. Balik ka na lang bukas. No. Esther decided to act that moment. Esther saved her people through identification and mediation. She identified with her people and did not take the safe way. Does that remind you of anyone? Jesus, on the right time, reigned in the ultimate palace and He left it. Katulad nung binanggit na verse ni James kanina. He identified with us and took on condemnation. Not at the risk of His life, but at the cost of His life so that salvation, the healing that we are waiting in this world with our broken relationship, especially with God, can be available now and not next time. Look around us. Think about your community. Kung kayo. How will you describe the greatest need of the people? What is the greatest need of our community? The greatest need of the world is not another set of teaching, another set of do's and don'ts, no. Hindi rin yung new religious experience or medical advancement para mas maging mapute, mas maging bata. No, not at all. What the world needs are visible disciples that will trace God's beautiful, amazing, powerful work in today's age. We Christians, you and me, are needed by our society, by the world, to point out, to trace how God is moving and where is God moving in our midst, in our society, in our lives, and in our community. Because you know, the radical truth of the existence of God isn't just preached on Sunday. Let me say that again. The radical truth of, of the existence of God isn't just preached on a Sunday or in the Bible studies. We can see this in the beauty of creation. Would you agree? Through the colors of the sunset, 
the power of the storm. Sa mga huni ng ibon, kung may naririnig pa kayo. Pero ang isa pang malaking medium na kung saan napipreach ang kabutihan at pagkilos ng Diyos ay tayong mga Kristiyano. Our lives are the greatest preaching of the invisible yet powerful God. You, you, my brothers and sisters, are Christ's face for the strangers out there. You are the tones of His voice. Kayo yung nagbibigay boses sa ating Kristo. You are the touch of His hands. You are the physical representative of His grace. We are the incarnation, the embodiment of the gospel. And just like what I said earlier, Jesus makes His invisible presence through His visible people. Let me say that again. Jesus makes invisible presence visible through His people, through us. Whether you are a businessman, social worker, in the church, researcher, restaurant owner, at ano pa, you can be used by God. May God help us to realize this. My friends, we live our lives one day at a time. Yesterday is gone. Today is the only day we have to be saved by the grace of God because we are not promised tomorrow. Sabi nga ni Apostle Paul sa 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, Makinig kayo, ito na ang time. Ngayon ang araw ng para maligtas. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to act. Today is the time for us to respond to His invitation to partner with Him to make visible the invisible yet powerful God. My friends, Dito na po nagtatapos ang aking sermon, pero dito rin po nagsisimula ang pagkilos, ang pagmiministeryo, at pag-serve ninyo sa ating community, sa ating bayan, for the glory of God. Let us pray. Ama namin na nasa langit, maraming salamat po sa inyong pangungusap, sa inyong pag-remind, sa inyong invitation sa amin sa umagang ito na makipag-partner, na maging instrumento ng inyong grasya, na ipakilala kayo dito sa lupa ng kagaya sa langit. Father, we ask for our hearts, our minds, for all the limitations, for all the things na ginagamit namin as an excuse. Father, take them and replace it with your grace, with your empowerment, so that we will become instruments of grace, transformation, and healing in this world. Patuloy po kayo mangusap sa mga panahon na ito.